Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello and welcome to episode 308 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about patellofemoral bracing and is it effective? Uh, we'll be talking about which patients are good candidates for patellofemoral bracing. We'll discuss the different types of braces that there are and what the goal is for patellofemoral bracing and so much more. But if you don't mind holding a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. You've all seen the name Chattanooga in rehab clinics. Chattanooga has been a staple for all your traditional clinical equipment needs, and they are now carrying modalities including high-powered laser, focus shockwave, and radial pressure wave devices. These modalities have the ability to transform your practice from both a clinical and revenue standpoint. Trust me, I have patients traveling over an hour to come have radial pressure wave treatment in our clinic. Click the link in the show notes to request a quote, schedule an in-person demo, or get more information on their new modalities. You can also visit their website at www.lightforcemedical.com. Welcome back, everyone. So I'm just returning from a lumbar spine course that I gave this weekend at Intermed PT down in South Portland. Uh, had a great time. The staff was awesome. Uh, everybody uh, seemed to enjoy themselves. I just want to put a big thank you out there to Intermed PT for uh, for hosting uh, me, and, uh, and uh, I hope they enjoyed the course as much as I did. Uh, so hopefully we'll uh, get some more to come in the future. Uh, we, uh, we also do them on uh, shoulder, foot and ankle, knee, uh, and uh, blood flow restriction training. So that's something we totally enjoy doing. Well, now back to our topic of patellofemoral bracing. Um, I used to do a lot of this because we used to see a lot of patellofemoral dysfunction patients or whatever you want to call it, anterior knee pain, patellofemoral chondromalacia, whatever it might be. We just seem to see a lot more of these patients in the past and not as many anymore. And I'm really not sure why that is, um, but it does exist. It is one of the most common orthopedic conditions uh, in, in young athletes. And uh, it is something that, uh, that we do continue to see and can plague a person for a long time. They're very difficult to treat and uh, it can be quite a challenge, I tell you. So one thing that I do is um, I kind of look for the classic signs and symptoms of patellofemoral dysfunction. Now, it can sometimes be difficult to tease out if they have a patellofemoral disorder. So I always ask the question, you know, do you have pain with squatting, kneeling, difficulty with stairs. And if they answer yes to all three of those, we're pretty much running into a patellofemoral dysfunction type of problem. Now, it's important you rule everything else out, like ligamentous instability, meniscal issues, intraarticular effusion, and, and those types of things that, that would be a sign of something else. But if we find that it is, is true patellofemoral dysfunction and you suspect it, um, what I typically do to get started with these folks is I, I put them through a little test because I oftentimes will say, well, is taping or bracing going to be beneficial to them or not? So if I do suspect the patellofemoral dysfunction, I'll take that patient, I'll put them on a shuttle or leg press of some sort, maybe even squatting if you don't have some sort of a leg press. And I will have them do like 10 squats with quite a load with one leg and just kind of reproduce that patellofemoral discomfort that they're having. 
Then what I'll do is I'll take some, some uh, McConnell taping or Luco taping, and I will give a medial glide to that patella. I'll try to take that superior lateral corner and rotate it uh, down and medial and see how they do with that. I, I set them up with that, and then I put them back on the shuttle or back into a squat exactly in the same position that we had before, and I have them do the same activity again with the same load, same repetition. Now, I don't tell them what they should feel. I say, does it feel different with the tape or the brace on? And if they say yes, I say, what is different? And if they say that they feel stronger, they can push harder, or they have less pain or both, then I know that they have a patellofemoral dysfunction. And then I know that they will do well with patellofemoral bracing, okay? It's very immediate. It's not like you put a patellofemoral brace on and say, it's going to take you three or four days to get used to this, and then, um, you know, it's going to start working then. No, you're making a biomechanical change right then and there. And if they do well with that, that means that, you know, they're a good candidate to get a brace. Uh, you know, there's a cost behind this. Uh, braces never used to be so expensive, but now there's such a long process and it's about, you know, it being a durable medical piece of equipment. And so it makes it much more difficult for people to get into braces. So this is how I kind of test to see if they will do well with that, okay? The other thing is that the brace is diagnostic for patellofemoral dysfunction. Um, and but I will also say that not all braces are created equal. Some braces attempt to push the patella medially, while some grab a hold of the patella and try to pull it medially. Now, personally, I like pulling it over rather than trying to push it, because if you put a stimulant or a buttress up against the lateral part of the patella, you have this tendency to kind of push back against it, okay? And so... I like to grab a hold of it and pull it medially like the old on-track braces did. Uh, they're very hard to find nowadays, but um, I like that concept. Only problem is that they don't fit well on everybody, okay? If you have a very hairy leg or the kneecap is not very prominent, it can be difficult to grab a hold of that patella with, uh, with tape and Velcro and pull it medially. So some of these folks will do better with some sort of a wraparound brace that pushes it medially. Um, if you have a very conical leg or maybe a large quad and large calf, but um, not a lot of space around that patellofemoral joint, you're going to have to go with something that is much more lower profile, something that has kind of a tacky substance to it so that it can kind of grab a hold uh, around that patella and, and basically get pulled medially. So, um, I whenever I use a patellofemoral brace... I always think of it as this, you know, everybody says, well, if I wear a brace too long, is it going to cause me to become weak? And I, I think that number one, if you are trying to compete or you're trying to exercise, you're trying to do any sort of activity and your patellofemoral joint is hurting, you're going to suppress the quad. You're going to end up with reflex inhibition. The quad is not going to fire very well. You're going to end up with more lateral patella tracking because the VMO is the first to shut down. And so you track laterally too much and then it continues to cause you some problems. So if you can wear a brace, that makes you less painful when you're contracting the quad. You'll get less reflex inhibition. You'll be able to fire it up better. So I think it's a great tool in order to try to get that patient to contract and, and you know, re-educate that VMO and quadricep a little bit better. Now, 
We use the brace to get from point A to point B, you know, which is a painful state to a non-painful state, and ultimately, hopefully, get them strong enough uh, so that they can continue to function and do what they need to do with less uh, discomfort. The brace also needs to be comfortable. If it's pulling hair or if it's sliding on them and slipping and falling down, um, that's not going to be very effective. It's got to be really snug around that patella to do its thing. Um, but ultimately, again, if, if you can get them to be compliant and they can get stronger, they will probably be able to wean off the brace at some point in the future. Now, if the patient who has patellofemoral dysfunction doesn't get better over time, you're doing, you're doing strength training activities, flexibility, you're doing the patellofemoral bracing, and they do not get better over time, but they feel better when they are in the brace, that may make this patient a good candidate for some sort of a patella realignment procedure. We know that we are changing the position of the patella and they feel better with that. So if that can't be held in that position permanently, then they may be a candidate for surgery. Uh, so just something to think about. The other thing you th should look at is, you know, proximal strength issues or weakness issues and also look at the distal uh, part of this patient you know do they have poor foot alignment do they have a poor functional squat maybe they need an orthotic and medial arch support and and get the calcaneus out of calcaneal eversion to give better alignment uh, and ultimately better activation so those are all things to take into consideration i hope that you have a better understanding of why we would utilize a patellofemoral brace when we would use it uh, and uh, how effective it can be. But the, you know, the research pretty much shows that people with straight up, young people with straight up patellofemoral dysfunction do better with the braces and does help to relieve pain. And uh, we can utilize these braces with people who have patellofemoral osteoarthritis. Okay, it's not uncommon to develop uh, osteoarthritic uh, breakdown um, at the uh, posterolateral aspect of the patella and uh, where it uh, strikes the lateral uh, femoral condyle. So uh, these folks can uh, do well with this type of bracing also. So I hope you enjoyed today's show and I uh, hope you found that uh, using patellofemoral bracing can be effective if used the right way with the right people. Um, Thank you so much for listening to the OrthoEvalPal podcast show and uh, be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and uh, we will continue bringing you content like this, hopefully to make your next day with your patient better, easier, and more confident. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.